I'm your host, TG Brandfault. You are listening to the Gondrepreneur.com podcast, where we try to bring you actionable information and normalize cannabis through the stories of Gondrepreneurs, activists, and industry stakeholders. Today, I'm joined by Patrick Vo. He's the CEO of Biotrack THC, one of the most prolific uh, seed-to-sale companies working in the space right now. Uh, how are you doing this afternoon, Patrick? I'm doing well, Tim. How are you? Thank you for having me. Oh, it's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. I'm, I'm really looking forward to this. i uh, got a lot to discuss today. Uh, but before we get into the details of Biotrack, why don't you tell me about yourself? You know, what's your background? How'd you get into the space? Sure. Uh, so uh, I come from a, uh, an accounting background. Um, I'm, uh, I've got my undergraduate and graduate degrees uh, in accounting. I started off my career um, in big four public accounting um, at uh, PricewaterhouseCoopers specifically. Um, after uh, you know uh, a number of stints in my career where I kind of wanted to transition from um, the corporate world, to entrepreneurship, uh, I was introduced to uh, the uh, the two founders uh, of Biotrack, and uh, you know at the time it was just the two founders; uh, they didn't really have any other employees. And so I came on as employee number one to kind of uh, build a company around uh, the product. Uh, at the time, we had um, uh, this was over five years ago now. We had roughly between twelve to eighteen licensed uh, facilities in Colorado uh, using our platform. Uh, and uh, here we are now, uh, five years later, uh, with uh, eight government contracts, uh, with a ninth on the way, uh, over 2,000 uh, facilities uh, across the nation um, uh, use our platform. And uh, so, you know, I, I, I came onto the company early on, and uh, we've just been uh, growing phenomenally ever since. So tell me a little bit more about, I mean, you started your, your, your employee number one. And now, you know, you have over 2,000, uh, you know, 2,000 offices, you know, describe to me kind of from your perspective, watching that explosive growth happen, you know, when you, when you signed on the dotted line, were you, were you thinking, oh, this is going to be, you know, just a huge, massive company? So back then, um, we were very optimistic about the growth of the industry. Um, don't get me wrong. Um, but even looking back now, even our most aggressive um, hopes uh, for the industry uh, were, were, were not sufficient to really describe what we have experienced in the last five years. Because, you know, shortly after that, you know, by the fall of 2012, uh, both uh, Washington and Colorado passed adult use. Um, and then cannabis really became, uh, you know, part of the, the, the national conversation and, and, and a higher, um, uh, you know, a topic that was discussed more and more. And the, uh, the landscape of public opinion regarding cannabis really started to, uh, to shift towards um, acceptance uh, and mainstream acceptance. And, uh, you know, no, absolutely looking back now, it is amazing how far we've come um, you know, just kind of from the, the, the small little office we used to be in. And, uh, and, you know, we still have that startup mentality right now. Don't get me wrong. Um, you know, the industry is still, uh, you know, it's still a patchwork, right? There, there's no kind of uniform, uh, there's no uniformity uh, from state to state. Each state does things a little bit differently. And so we're constantly having to, um, 
you know, uh, have innovate the product and evolve it to to be relevant on, uh, you know, on a state by state or territory by territory basis. But it's just been phenomenal. It's been a lot of fun. Uh, we really enjoy what we do. And uh, we're really, if you were to ask me now, where do we see ourselves in five years? I would be hesitant a little bit, not because I'm not optimistic, but because if you asked me that question five years ago, in spite of our optimism, we were still, we still had no idea what we were in for. Well, and, and you mentioned innovation and, you know, how is it that the company was formed to combat Florida's opioid epidemic and now operates in the space? I mean, there's definitely some relationship between cannabis as an exit drug, um, but, but you know, you're, you're not doing that. You're, you're, so, so how do, describe to me this transition. So the uh, founders of the company, the, the original, so the vision has always been uh, to develop software systems that um, facilitate or ease access to medicine for the patients that actually need that medicine, while at the same time um, erecting hurdles and obstacles to those who would abuse. And so um, uh, the, the original software system developed by, uh, uh, by, by, by one of the founders, who, by the founder who um, is a software developer is intended to uh, prevent the diversion of uh, pharmaceuticals, of scheduled pharmaceuticals uh, from the patients who needed them to to the doctor shoppers. It's, it's one of the reasons why, uh, you know, we, we we had our start in Florida uh, because we were trying to combat the pill mill problem, the opioid epidemic. Um, and uh, so the software system uh, used uh, you know, a combination of biometrics, chain of custody to uh, ensure that the patient's uh, uh, medication, uh, the, the, the dispensation of of pharmaceuticals to the patients was more coordinated, so that way, um, you know, you uh, doctor shoppers out there could not use uh, forged, fake, stolen uh, ID to constantly amass, uh, um, you know, the, the 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 these opioids. And uh, you know, over time, uh, the we 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 pivoted from that to the cannabis industry. Uh, a number of cannabis industry leaders uh, in, uh, in Colorado saw our product and said, if you could pivot that technology to tracking cannabis, and keep in mind, this was back in, you know, this was way back in 2010. Uh, this, this even predated my time uh, with the company. Uh, but, uh, you know, they, they came to us and said, listen, you know, we're using manual spreadsheets. Uh, we're using generic nursery management systems, uh, you know, generic point of sale systems that are not, um, tailored to the workflows that are unique to cannabis. And if you guys could develop something, you know, tweak this product to be an end-to-end solution for us, that's something that we would buy. Um, and that was for two reasons. Uh, one was obviously they understood that in order to create a business that was sustainable long-term, they, they would need uh, business management tools, business optimization tools. They would need that all-important data in order to uh, to build a business. They knew long-term it wasn't uh, sufficient to just put up a shingle, say I sell you know, medical weed, and, and that you know, they'd be making money hand over fist for years and years to come. Uh, the second reason why back then, especially uh, before the advent of these you know, centralized government seed to sale systems was it was a signal. 
they wanted to send a signal to uh, you know law enforcement and to others around them that hey, listen, uh, I'm using a uh, you know a, a specialized tool to track my plants, track my inventory, track my point of sale, um, you know, and, and, and tracking that digitally as opposed to, uh, you know, using an, an amalgamation of different tools um, and where there's potential for product leakage or even, you know, especially nowadays, you know, the, the, the other problem we have is inversion of black market uh, product into uh, the, the regulated space. And so that's when we kind of made our pivot uh, to cannabis, uh, we we and and we we haven't looked back, uh, and, and since then we've just been really um, you know growing. Uh, <laughs> pun not intended at the time, but now it is uh, to uh, in this space, and, and we're 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 just uh, so happy with uh, with kind of the direction things have gone. So so you had mentioned that, you know every state's a, a different patchwork of of regulations, and you know so when you are. are working or tweaking your software to these different states, um, you know, do, do you work with regulators to identify gaps or trends that like spark the advances in your software? Or is this something that you guys sort of do proactively as the regulations are being developed? You know, does, what comes first here? That's a great question. Um, it honestly depends oftentimes uh, on who is on the other side of that conversation. Um, we always bring to the table the knowledge, the expertise that we have accumulated over time with all of the different markets uh, within which we've operated. You know, and that's in fact also one of the um, uh, advantages uh, going into these government conversations is that we started from the industry, so we can speak to uh, the the uh, unique challenges. You know, can't, tracking cannabis is not the same as tracking uh, generic agriculture. It's not the same as tracking pharmaceuticals. Um, it is truly uh, its own special thing, and so we go into the conversation with all of that expertise, all of those experiences, and we're able to bring to the table here, uh, here's what operators do in reality. Um, here is what we have experienced in the other states in which we've operated from a regulatory perspective. Um, here's what was tried. Um, here are the, you know, here are the things that worked. Here are the things that had unintended consequences that, you know, uh, no one foresaw at the time. And we bring those to the table, but, you know, and, and, and it's similar to, to anything else that is on the frontier in the sense that, um, you never really, you, 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 you still don't have a secret sauce, right? If you told us, or if, if you were to ask us back in 2012, Patrick, have you guys figured out the secret sauce to, to tracking cannabis and, and have accounted for everything? We would have probably confidently said, yes, we, 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 we thought of everything through. Um, you know, we've gotten a lot of feedback from our customer base. This is this is comprehensive. And here we are five years later, I'm looking back now saying, no, there are so many things, you know, the industry itself is still innovating. So, uh, you know, we, we come with all of those things and the, 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 uh, the government agencies, the regulators, they're doing their, what they can as well, the best they can with, 
um, all of the guidance they've received from various sources. And oftentimes they try to um, uh, uh, take the best of all worlds. They, they take a, a piece of what they like from state A, a little bit of what they like from state B. Uh, they uh, inject some of their own new ideas into it, or maybe it's not a new idea, but it's a new way to arrange uh, you know, uh, different uh, things that they've seen from other states. And they try to make it something, something new uh, and learning from what the other states and territories have done. And so oftentimes, you know, it depends on, on, on our audience and how um, uh, set they are on doing things a certain way or whether or not they're willing to you know, hear input and say, well, I th we think that that's a great idea, but you know, keep in mind, somebody else tried it this way and these were, uh, these were the outcomes. Um, and not saying that you're gonna get the same outcome, but we do try to keep them as informed as possible uh, in those conversations. So I, I want to talk to you a, a lot more about, you know, your, your five years in this industry, what, what you've seen in, in terms of evolution. Uh, but before we do that, we've got to take a short break. This is the Entrepreneur.com podcast. I'm T.G. Brandfall. If you are looking for a job in the rapidly growing and highly competitive cannabis industry, Gontrepreneur.com is the place to look. Visit the Gontrepreneur job board today to browse current openings with cannabis companies throughout the United States, from entry-level bud tender positions to executive-level career opportunities. You can also create a profile and upload your resume to be discovered by cannabis recruiters. Visit our job board at jobs.gontrepreneur.com to create your profile today. If you are a business owner, you can post your job openings for as little as $25 on our job board to reach the largest and most engaged audience of cannabis professionals on the web. Companies who are listed in the Gontrepreneur Business Directory are eligible for free job listings. If you are already signed up, contact us today via the website or send us an email at grow at gontrepreneur.com to activate your unique coupon. Hey, welcome back to the Gontrepreneur.com podcast. I'm your host, T.G. Brandfault, here with Patrick Vo, CEO of Biotrack THC. Uh, before the break, we were talking about all the, all the innovations in the space and um, how you guys have innovated. Tell me about the last five years that you've been a part of this industry and, and how your, you and your company uh, have kept up with the constant changes. Um, I would say... So, you know, uh, people and by people, I mean, customers, vendors, government agencies, uh, in, uh, you know, potential investors in our company, you know, we're always asking what, what is it that makes Biotrack, uh, different from everyone else or what, what makes us unique? I should say not necessarily different, but what makes us unique? Uh, if I could sum it all in one word, I, I would say, uh, I would say grit. Um, you know, we have had a lot of challenges along the way. Um, and actually true to your namesake, entrepreneur, um, it's one thing to be an entrepreneur and involved in a startup. It's one thing to be involved in the, a frontier industry like cannabis. It is something else entirely different at the intersection of those two. Uh, being in a startup 
in an industry, especially back in 2012, when it still wasn't as widely accepted, there were very few markets. It was still, uh, you know, a, a very um, uh, interesting time, I will call it, with, uh, you know, D- DEA raids still uh, and, and, uh, and, and, and those things. Um, it has been explosive. Uh, I will say that, you know, a, uh, and, and we haven't always gotten it right. I will, I will tell you that um, it has definitely been a challenge. You know, we, um, uh, uh, a, a, a startups, um, you know, the, the worst thing for a startup, of course, is to not be able to get off the ground. You know, nobody, uh, you, know, you can't get someone to, uh, to see the value in your product or your service or to buy it. Um, and, you know, at the end of the day, for a business to continue, and you need customers, you need revenue. Um, the, the the second worst thing, though, is growing faster than you can handle and getting in over your skis, as they say. Um, but you oftentimes you don't have a choice in that. Uh, you know, the industry experienced explosive growth. Uh, you know, as I mentioned earlier, with Washington and, and Colorado, uh, you know, passing adult use cannabis. Um, you know, in spite of maybe some of the, you know, the more recent articles, uh, you know, as a nation, we saw that, you know, the sky didn't fall uh, over these states. More and more states began passing medicinal, uh, more states passed uh, adult use. We're seeing entire countries now, uh, uh, you know, become more accepting of cannabis. And uh, it's, it's just been uh, it, it's been an absolutely wild ride. Um, you know, like I said, we haven't always gotten things perfectly. Um, and, uh, but we learn from those things. Uh, we are still here and, uh, you know, we are taking those lessons learned, um, you know, which a lot of these things you can't learn from a book. You, you can read about it, um, you know, in, in entrepreneur type books, you can read articles on, on entrepreneur, uh, you know, type magazines and blog articles, but at the end of the day, no one can truly prepare you for the chaos, the stress, the pressure of being in this kettle of just, of, of, of entrepreneurism, of cannabis and, and everything that goes with it. Um, it is just, uh, a, a recipe for, absolute chaos and disaster for your life. And so it's not something for everyone, but we have built a team here um, over the last few years who, you know, at the end of the day, we absolutely love what we do. Um, it, it still excites us on a regular basis. And, and we, we, you know, we, we, we take the lessons learned, uh, you know, sometimes they were there, you know, they're very hard lessons to learn, but we take those lessons and we do what we can on the next day to incorporate that into the way we do business, into the way we conduct ourselves in, into improving our product and our service and, and continue to move forward. Um, so, uh, you know, looking back, it, it's been it's been an absolute wild ride, and uh, we, um, uh, you know, we're 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 really looking forward with uh, a lot of optimism in terms of the future for the industry as the industry continues to uh, to develop. Uh, we, uh, you know, we're 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 going to do everything we can to be there for it. You talk about you know explosive uh, growth and, and expansion in the industry, and and you guys you've expanded globally. Tell me about where you guys are. Describe the expansion. You know how do you identify the, the markets that you enter? 
So I guess there's kind of two um, two ways to 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 look at that uh, in terms of the expansion. Obviously, here in the United States, um, it is very much a you know we we have a government affairs team. We have uh, you know obviously our sales team, our product team. We get a lot of of input directly from the industry, um, but we're also we do our best to stay on top of the uh, of the cannabis conversation as it moves from state to state. And uh, you know we try to get involved in that conversation as early as possible uh, because we do feel like we have uh, we have something to say. We have value to add to those conversations. Um, oftentimes, uh, they also reach back out to us as well uh, because of, uh, our reach because of the fact that we started in the industry. Uh, you know, we didn't start on the regulatory side. We started in the industry and then we brought that industry knowledge to the regulatory side. Um, and, and so, you know, they, they oftentimes find us, they come to us asking, Hey, what worked, what didn't work in this state? Um, or not even a what worked, what didn't work, but what was the outcome of this approach? And then, you know, from there, they can uh, make their own determination as to whether or not the uh, both the approach as well as the outcome is something that they are they would find acceptable for their state. Um, from an international perspective, uh, you know, obviously, again, we, we, we keep in touch with the news. Uh, we have built very strong relationships. And, and in our network, they oftentimes, you know, yes, they're working here stateside, but they have connections overseas. And also, those connections overseas seek us out as well, because um, though that the conversation is spread, Writing, um, everyone still kind of knows that here in the United States, uh, we are the ones who have had the longest time in this experiment, if you if you want to call it that. I mean, um, it, it's it's gone well beyond that, but with states that have enacted medical cannabis for you know in the span of decades now, um, and and. What has happened as a result of that, um, similar to the new states who are coming on board, countries as well want to learn. And, uh, you know, obviously they may come, come at it from with a different social perspective, a different cultural perspective. Uh, the economics for them may be different. But at the end of the day, there is still something for them to learn. And so uh, they still come to the United States to learn from us and to learn what we have done, what uh, and, and the outcomes of what we have done, so that way they can have informed decisions um, about how they want to approach uh, cannabis. I've heard from uh, some of the people I've interviewed uh, who work in the regulation space that that there's models that they prefer uh, working under. Is there a model that you a regulatory model that you guys prefer working in over over? You know, another model, say a Michigan model versus a you know New York model. One of the things that we are very sensitive about is the fact that though we as Team Biotrack have learned an incredible amount, and I know that from a seed to sale perspective, we are one of the foremost experts 
in that domain of knowledge. It is not our call to tell someone else how to run their state, their territory, their country. Um, what we do is we bring our knowledge and our past experience to the table and they then bring their preferences to the table because, you know, frankly, right now, you know, again, um, what necessarily works for one state or one country culturally may not necessarily work for another, you know, and one of the things that we, we are sensitive about and try to avoid is this whole, um, you know, here's, uh, another, you know, here's Biotrack, or not even Biotrack specifically. Here's another American company coming in here, trying to tell us what to do. Um, that's not our place. That's not our role. Our role is to inform. Our role is to be a subject matter expert. Our role, you know, can be to to guide and provide guidance and advice. You know, if we were in those shoes. But at the end of the day. Um, you know, those regulators are responsible fully for what happens to the industry, to their industry. And at the end of the day, it's their call. Our job is to help them to be as successful as they can possibly be. Um, and they are the ones who define that. Um, you know, so we're, we, we don't walk into, you know, for example, and recently we had that conversation, um, uh, recently, there was, uh, you know, a state who, who you know, that, that came to us and, you know, one of their concerns was that, you know, we have a very specific outlook, a very specific perspective and, and the way we want to do things here. And we, from the start of that conversation, told them, listen, we are not here to impose our way of doing things to your people. They're your people. And, you know, in order for this to be successful, you know, we as Team Biotrack, we don't have all of the ingredients. We don't have all of the perspectives. And so, therefore, we can't give you that answer. We can tell you what we have experienced. We can tell you what has worked and why it probably works, what has not worked and why it did not work. And, you know, you can take that knowledge along with all of the other things, right? Because there, there are many other components than just seed to sale. There are, there's physical security. There is, you know, the, the marketing and advertising. Uh, there's the, you know, even just the, 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 you know, conversations in terms of what's an acceptable product type uh, for, uh, for consuming cannabis. Um, you know, all of those things have to come into play. It's our job to ha give them as much information as possible so they can make an informed decision for the, the people that they are responsible for, the people who elected them into office, um, the industry that looks to them for guidance, for regulations, and things like that. And so, you know, we, 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 we never take the approach of, hey, uh, here is the right way to implement a cannabis program. And you either do it this way or... You know, you're going to, uh, you know, you're, 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 you're going to um, uh, fail or it's not going to be the ideal system. So that, that, that's not our job. You know, you've mentioned your team uh, several times. Uh, I, I really want to talk to you uh, about uh, building executive teams 
especially for for a you know sort of global company. But before we do that, we got to take our second break. This is Entrepreneur.com podcast. I'm your host, T.G. Brandfold. At Gontrepreneur, we have heard from dozens of cannabis business owners who have encountered the issue of cannabis, which is when a mainstream business, whether a landlord, bank, or some other provider of vital business services, refuses to do business with them simply because of their association with cannabis. We have even heard stories of businesses being unable to provide health and life insurance for their employees because the insurance providers were too afraid to work with them. We believe that this fear is totally unreasonable and that cannabis business owners deserve access to the same services and resources that other businesses are afforded, that they should be able to hire consultation to help them follow the letter of the law in their business endeavors, and that they should be able to provide employee benefits without needing to compromise on the quality of coverage they can offer. This is why we created the Gondrepreneur.com Business Service Directory, a resource for cannabis professionals to find and connect with service providers who are cannabis-friendly and who are actively seeking cannabis industry clients. If you are considering hiring a business consultant, lawyer, accountant, web designer, or any other ancillary service for your business, go to gondrepreneur.com businesses to browse hundreds of agencies, firms, and organizations who support cannabis legalization and who want to help you grow your business. With so many options to choose from in each service category, you will be able to browse company profiles and do research on multiple companies in advance so you can find the provider who is the best fit for your particular need. Our business service directory is intended to be a useful and well-maintained resource, which is why we individually vet each listing that is submitted. If you are a business service provider who wants to work with cannabis clients, you may be a good fit for our service directory. Go to gondrepreneur.com businesses to create your profile and start connecting with cannabis entrepreneurs today. Hey, welcome back to the Gontrepreneur.com podcast. I'm your host, T.G. Brandfault, here with Patrick Bowe, CEO of Biotrack THC. Uh, so I want to talk to you a bit about, you know, you're talking about your team, and, and I want to talk to you quite a bit about this. Um, t- tell me about building an executive team for a global company. So our philosophy has kind of been the same from day one. Um, whether we're in startup phase or, you know, as, as you mentioned, uh, building for a global company, we search for talent, the right culture fit for our company. As I mentioned before, um, our greatest strength is, is our grit and our ability to, um, you know, get things done under high pressure situations um, and, 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 and to, to, to get the job done, come hell or high water. Um, and so one of the things that, that has been a, an outcome, it, it wasn't something that we intentionally set out to do. Um, and I know that this has a lot of relevance to, uh, the national conversation with the recent events in, in Charlottesville and things like that, but, um, is the, the diversity of the biotrack workforce. Um, I truly believe that within both cannabis as an industry and the tech industry, 
that Biotrack is unique in the diversity of its workforce, the extent of its diversity. And again, it's not something we set out to do. We, we did not set out from day one saying we're going to um, hire with the intent to have a diverse workforce. Uh, we uh, make our hiring decisions based on whether or not the individual's skill set and their, their, um, and, and their personality is a match for uh, our greatest needs and a match for our culture. And you know, we actually looked up one day and realized, um, wow, we have a, uh, an incredibly diverse workforce. Um, you know, I am, uh, you know, Vietnamese American. I'm, um, uh, you know, my, my parents uh, immigrated uh, here to the United States. Um, actually, my dad is second generation. My mom is first generation. So I'm kind of two and a half generation. Uh, but, you know, I was born here in the States. Um, and I'm U.S. citizen. Uh, our uh, uh, COO is, uh, you know, Palestinian American. Our CTO is black American. We have, uh, you know, staff here from all over the world. We have uh, Argentinian Americans, Guatemalan Americans, Colombian Americans, Peru Americans. We have uh, staff, uh, you know, whether developers or tech support from uh, Poland, from Armenia. We have uh, a Syrian American on our staff. We have an Iranian American on our staff. you know, Haitian American, Jamaican American, and, and it, it's just a uh, biotrack is 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 and, and 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 we're not even just talking about nationality here. We're talking about uh, you know uh, faiths uh, and, and and everything like that. You know, any, anything that could make someone unique, we have here, and it's something that uh, we are incredibly proud of, and something that we have embraced as a team. And again, it's, it's not something we originally set out to do. We set out to hire the most qualified people who are the best culture fit for who we are and what we represent. And it, it so happened that we, um, we have this amazing team that is also amazingly diverse. And you know, having have this team now, and as we continue to build out our team, um, I am constantly challenged uh, every day by um, unique perspectives that honestly uh, inform our decision making, make us a better team, make us a better company. And, and also, um, I'm surrounded by crazy talent. One of my uh, you know, uh, something that I'm responsible for for this company is to hire people who are smarter and more talented than I am, because that's what it's going to take to get this team to support this industry, to make it successful and to, you know, uh, as we say, you'll make it across the finish line. And uh, it's something that uh, that though we did not intend to do, uh, it's something that we are incredibly proud of and something that I'll be honest is is not, um, you know, diversity in the cannabis industry is something that um, is a conversation that we're not having enough of in the in the cannabis space, because when you set out to hire based on the right fit, when it doesn't matter 
what the person's ethnicity is, what the person's faith is, uh, what the person's uh, orientation is on, on any given thing, um, it, you end up with a, an incredibly robust team that cares about one another, that we're rowing in the same direction it's for the same objective. And uh, it, it is absolutely incredible. And, and I do attribute um, a lot of our company's success to the fact that we have a team that has strengths in so many areas and that we overlap each other where one person is weak, another one um, has strengths or a perspective or knowledge base uh, that, 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 you know, really we, we've got all of our bases covered and it's something that we're incredibly proud of. So, so let me ask you this, you know, as the CEO, what's been the most, the, What's been the the biggest challenge that you've had to overcome? Uh, you know, as you know, first the CEO of a startup, and you know, as you said, you still have the startup mentality, but you, but you, you know, you're you're much you're much bigger than that now. Um, so so what's you know for you? What's the most challenging thing that you you have to deal with in this role as a CEO? And you're a young guy, you know, so. Um, so, so I'm, you know, how, how does that play into it as well? I would say one of the biggest challenges that we have, um, and, and, and we, we discussed this a little bit earlier in the podcast, is that there is no one product, or let me rephrase, there is no one way to do this. Um, to, to do to cannabis. Cannabis is still, um, cannabis is still refining itself as an industry, businesses, as well as government institutions are still, um, determining what are best practices. And because Every state, every territory, and now you know, on a country by country basis, everyone's doing things a little bit differently. In the seed to sale space, there is no one product. It's not the same as we have one widget that is then sold uniformly across the country and that we can then pour all of our efforts and resources into improving that one widget or in, um, uh, you know, and so what we have, we actually don't have just two products, the, the, the business seed-to-sale product and the government seed-to-sale product. We have eight different government seed-to-sale products. We have uh, dozens of different versions of the business seed-to-sale product because you know, the way things are done in Colorado are not the same as the way things are done in Illinois, and neither of those two do things the way they do in Hawaii. Um, and especially now that we are introducing, um, you know, uh, territories and, and countries, um, you know, above and beyond, you know, states in the U.S., uh, you know, the, the the product 
and as well as the service needs to, uh, you know, there are many variations to it. And so that is, that is definitely a challenge, right? It's not the same as building, oh, I, I, I build cell phones and I have uh, two versions of the cell phone, uh, you know, a, a mid-range cell phone and a high-range cell phone, and it's sold the same globally. Um, so, you know, the, that, that piece uh, is, is, I would say, one of our most challenging pieces. Um, and again, as I mentioned earlier, we are not the perfect company. You know, this is a company made of, 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 of people who we are still learning as we are going. We are learning how to make the product better. We are learning how to serve our customers better. Um, but what is important is the fact that we are continuing to make forward progress. We are not content as a team to keep our product the way it is, even though we are juggling, uh, you know, 29, and that's just a number, but, you know, 29 different versions of the product, you know, the Connecticut version, the Michigan version, the Oregon version. Um, and, and so, uh, you know, or the service to, uh, to our customers. Um, so we definitely have challenges that are above and beyond what the typical startup has to uh, has to experience uh, when when you have a, a much simpler product portfolio and a much simpler uh, uh, environment uh, economy in which you operate. Um, you know, so that's one of the things that I would say is you know one of the the greatest challenges. And it's a not it's not just a biotrack challenge. Uh, it is a challenge for uh, pretty much all of the software companies you know, in this space, uh, because, uh, you know, like I mentioned, every state does, and every business within each state does things a little bit differently. And, uh, to be able to, to keep up with all of the, those changes, uh, the ever changing landscape of, you know, regulations and then the industry innovations themselves, um, is, uh, it, it's not a simple task and, uh, it's something that we, uh, tackle every single day to make forward progress and make sure that our product as well as our service to our customers uh, continues to improve uh, and get better as we move forward. So finally, I, I got to ask you, Patrick, you know, you're a 30, 34 year old CEO of a, of a company that's, you know, operating in, in, you know, basically every state market, virtually every state market in, in the U S and in Jamaica. And, you know, What's what's your advice for entrepreneurs looking to enter this space or or just sort of in general? When starting out, the most it's very easy to try to be um, the solution for everyone. But it's impossible to do. And it is a lot of effort for something that, 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 you know, to be honest, uh, to be blunt is not, uh, it, it, it's not in your best interest when starting out, when starting out, keep it simple, your product or your service and the value that you are adding to the specific customer that you're looking to sell to, uh, that you're looking to serve. Um, that is one of the most challenging things, especially in a market like cannabis. 
it's very easy to try to, you know, to, to picture yourself 10 years down the road and be, you know, the Amazon.com of, of cannabis, right? Um, keep your, your product, your service simple uh, and, and target those who would benefit most from it. And then from there, once you're uh, firmly established and once you're rooted there, at that point in time, you can uh, expand to other areas, adding additional services, adding additional products to your product portfolio. Keep it, keep it simple. You know, I mean, Amazon originally um, sold just books. I forget about that. And actually. once, right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I it, it's, it's so, it's so interesting, but uh, uh, that, that many people forget, I forget about it. I, I, I order my groceries from Amazon, anything I want. And even, even if I'm technically going to shop somewhere else, I'm going to go to Amazon and, and look at the reviews, uh, you know, the product reviews there. But they started off with just books. And then they added, you know, this, and then they added that. And, and then now they are, you know, kind of a you know, one-stop retail for, uh, for many people. Um, and, and so that's, that's where it all begins, um, is, is to find, keep it simple, whatever your product or service is. And I guess the second thing I would add to it, which is just as critical, is to, to have more grit than anyone else in your space. Uh, take the government you know, contracts area, for example, um, you know, to work isn't everything, but to put your time into whatever it is that's sitting right in front of you. And knowing that if you put in just a little bit more than somebody else who is also in your space, then your product that your service is going to stand out to more people and to the people with whom it stands out. It's going to make the difference between them buying your product or service compared to somebody else's and or afterwards staying with you, even when things go wrong. And, uh, you know, that I, there, there cannot be enough emphasis on, on, on that point. You know, the reason why, uh, you know, elite athletes operate at the level they do is because they're willing to put more into their training than others. And they're willing to make the sacrifices that others aren't willing to make. And, um, you know, that's, that's what it takes to you know, differentiate yourself out of this, an ocean of, other products, other services that are, you know, that, that probably do what you're doing. Um, and so I guess th those would be the two things. Keep it simple and put in more than the next guy. And, uh, and, and, and you'll be able to, to find your way. Well, I want to thank you so much for taking the time today to to appear on the podcast. You know, congratulations on, on all your guys' success. You know, the, the, the stories that, you know, where, where you 
you know, you're, this, you're still the startup mentality. This, I, I think it's really en- enlightening for a lot of people to hear that, that, you know, such a successful company still holds those startup ideals. So, you know, thanks for sharing your story uh, on today's episode. Really appreciate it. And TJ, thanks for having me. Uh, it's been an absolute pleasure and uh, really enjoyed it. Thank you for giving me an opportunity to speak. You can find more episodes of the Gontrepreneur.com podcast in the podcast section of Gontrepreneur.com and in the Apple iTunes store. On the Gontrepreneur.com website, you will find the latest cannabis news and cannabis jobs updated daily along with transcripts of this podcast. You can also download the Gontrepreneur.com app in iTunes and Google Play. This episode was engineered by Jeremy Sebastiano. I've been your host, TG Brandfault.